0: Hi, this is Jennifer Zeman, your host of The Food That Binds. Welcome back to Season 3. Our first guest of the season is Chef Santiago Gomez of Palo Santo in Atlanta. Hi, Santiago. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for the invite.
0: Could you please introduce yourself to listeners who might not know who you are?
1: Um, My name is Santiago Gomez. Um, I was born in Mexico City and raised in Mexico City. Um, I've been cooking for more than 20 years. I used to cook for maybe 10 years in Mexico, then another three, no, like 10 years in Miami. And now I moved to, to Atlanta one year ago to open the restaurant Palo Santo.
0: And where were you working in Miami and Mexico City?
1: Um, in Mexico City. Just so I wor- people
0: can see, you know, your evolution as a chef, you know.
1: Um, I studied culinary arts in Mexico City for almost four years then I moved to Barcelona for one year to Hoffman school to keep studying um then I went back I I worked in, in a Thai oh no 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 then I then I went to work to Miami to Nobu Miami for one year then I went back to Mexico City for another year uh in Nobu Mexico in the opening of Nobu Mexico um then I worked in another restaurant uh that it was a really amazing restaurant with great chefs. It was a Thai, Chinese, Japanese restaurant. Uh, A little bit crazy because because there were like four amazing chefs in the kitchen. Like we've got a a Thai chef from Bangkok from the Peninsula Hotel was the Thai chef. Then we had the the chef from China Grill in the Chinese part. Then we have Chef Kimura from LA and japan from the sushi side so it was then we have the pastry chef for that was for nobu for like 20 years wow <laughs> so it was like a like what a restaurant was this it was called Erawan. Uh, era one
0: Era? oh no era one tight yes 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 that's very famous yes
1: yeah um uh but obviously having so many stars it didn't work <laughs> But and it that, got. that a, gave, no, but that yeah, but gave it. me like my first big lesson in 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 life and and in industry is that ego can you know, have the best project, but if you have egos, at the end they're gonna they're gonna finish with everything that you have. So that was a really good experience, uh, a life change experience working there. And then I worked in in a Mexican restaurant group, uh, and we opened the first Cantina La Veinte. That cantinas in Mexico were really famous back 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 in the days in in El Centro de Mexico. There were like the rich people went to cantina, like it was something really really fancy, Frank Sinatra went to cantinas in Mexico, but then it became more, uh, uh, you know, a bad place where people were drinking, women couldn't get inside the the cantinas, uh, people, uh, the militaries couldn't go inside cantinas. It, it, it really changed how cantinas uh, were at, at the beginning. So we wanted to bring back the ambience, the food of, of cantinas, so we, we opened Cantina La Veinte. And after that, I opened three or four cantinas in Mexico City and then opened the one in, in Miami around 10 years ago.
0: What is the famous cantina in Mexico City my parents used to take me? It's like in Polanco. It's been there forever. In
1: Polanco, yeah. just just in front of, of uh, El Auditorio Nacional.
0: Maybe, yeah. But it's a little more upscale, I think, now. Yes, the
1: idea was bringing, again, back the mm-hmm. the... the 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 idea of, of those cantinas that were like, you know, luxury, nice cantina. The service, you
0: know? you know. People, I don't think a lot of Americans realize that in Mexico and in Mexico City especially, the service is just otherworldly. It's the hospitality. Like when I used to smoke, like I couldn't pull out my cigarette without someone coming and lighting my cigarette. Or even in Mexico City, you get a little purse, which I loved at your restaurant. <laughs> you know, you have a little stool for your purse. It's just very civilized. Um, but I do, I want to talk about your current restaurant, Palo Santo, but first I really want to like kind of rewind back and, and just really understand like your relationship with food, um, specifically, you know, like when, you know, like, was there one moment, you know, when you're young or even as you were coming up as a chef, where you just like, I have to imagine it was when you were young, when you fell in love with food, you know, like, when did you know it was going to be a thing for you?
1: Um, it was I was not that young I was on the twenty 21 mm-hmm. 22 I was studying marketing um I had to study something so I that's what I,
0: I studied in school that's why I'm I' am I
1: marketing and after <laughs> less than one year I changed to uh I didn't know I don't know how to sell it in English but communication uh something similar but easier than marketing so I went that way because I wanted something easy because I, I, I really wasn't into anything, but I had to study something. So then I dropped school and I had to work. Uh, so I started working in a fish company. So my work was literally every single day around four in the morning, uh, get the the truck, go to the airport, receive all the product, fresh product of seafood from Ensenada, California, uh, Baja California, and take it to the best restaurants in Mexico, the best, like all the, I met all the restaurants, I met all the chefs, I met all the kitchens, but mm-hmm. back in the days, chefs weren't like there are today, like those chefs were, or most of them, I can tell you 90% of the chefs back days were these, I saw them like old guys sitting a little bit dirty, you know, like lay off those kind of chefs. Until one day I went to a restaurant, a Spanish restaurant, and I saw a young chef and I reflected in him. Like I saw this cool guy with his cool tennis, like another another kind of chef that the other ones. Uh, and I said, oh, they can be like, you know, cool chef, nice people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it really changed my perspective. And I started culinary arts. And and that that's where my passion started, um, starting culinary arts. Uh all the theoretical part, it wasn't my thing, but when it was the time to cook, I really surprised myself and the teacher that I had something special about cooking, uh, and I loved cooking. After that, it was, it's my passion. Yesterday, I was talking about, I'm, I'm thankful to have a passion. I believe mm, that so those, those that we have a passion, whatever passion, we're grateful, you know, having a passion, it's something that changes your life forever. Whatever it be, it can be a reading, it can be a sport, it can be a job, it can be whatever, but having a passion. And if you work in your passion, it's, it's, it's never a work. No, I, I never, 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 never wake up thinking I have to go to work. I, I wake up wanting to go to work to do something. Cause you love it. I love and and
0: it. I mean, I believe passion is so important too, because passion I think can also really, you're going to find a community if you have the passion, whether it's like you're saying culinary or like my niece is into ballroom dancing right now and she's like 10, you know, but she loves it. And she's like found this whole world. And, you know, it's like she enjoys it. But um, just getting back to like your childhood, like what what role did food play in your life, in your family? You know, like growing up in Mexico City, I mean, food is everywhere on every corner. I mean, there's like 10 food vendors on every block, you know, like what? what was your relationship like with food as a kid
1: no f- food has always been present as you said being in mexico city you know going to that corner every sunday to eat desquites that are the that the grain corn you know in, in the same um corner for years you know for years or going to the same taqueria with my father for like years that
0: blue casaria lady in front of Medellin and, the and she's the same
1: person you know Get and, and that, that that for me are memories and sometimes uh I make a dish and I go back to those memories and it's something simple. It's nothing like crazy. And I, it's, it brings so nostalgic, you know, because it's where I lived in Polanco, where I walked with my father, you know, to eat my tacos, de carnitas. So, so it has a lot of memories. And then my mother was an amazing cook, an amazing cook. She, she, uh, she took a lot of classes about cooking. Um, My my friends were like, oh, I want to go to your house if your (laughs) mother's making fideo seco, because fideo seco was like a thing, and it was air from a can; it wasn't from scratch, you know. But nor or whatever, right? (laughs) But it was really good, you know. And so food was always there. I I I I never thought about it. Now, when when I start studying culinary arts, I I go back and start trying to connect everything, and I say, oh yes, I was always attached to food, like where I went to my best friend's house. And I was always in the kitchen with a person who helped her, uh, in the kitchen. So, you know, you start assembling everything and, and there was something about food in my lab that always been, you know, with me. And then after I decided to study culinary arts, it, everything made sense.
0: And I, you're a father, no? Yes. Yeah. So how, how does food play a role today in your family with your wife with your children um what what how yeah how does that play in
1: life is really crazy my, my daughter is 3 years old and she doesn't eat mm. she doesn't eat and uh we've been to food therapy uh cooked different things but she loves pizza <laughs> she loves pizza and and not, not all pizza but you know it, it's crazy because my daughter Everything and it's it's. This is very that common,
0: that, by the way. So you're not. Yeah, yeah, that. I know. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so many of my friends. Know, yeah. because yeah. she's
1: not eating. She's losing yeah. weight. That yeah. you know, that pediatrics tell us if she doesn't lose weight, we're okay. You know. Right. But then you you understand that everything's connected. You know, if you don't eat well, you're gonna get sick. You know, there's a lot of things related to food, not only eating, you no, know, and having the pleasure of eating. There's a lot of things, but really peculiar because everything that we give her, she smells it first. Everything. And you can trick her. You can trick her. We one day we <laughs> order some French fries, and they came with truffle oil. She smelled and say, "No, I don't want them." So mm-hmm. she she always melts everything. So now I feel that connection with food. But surprisingly, being a chef, she doesn't eat.
0: Is that so frustrating for you? Like because like I have to. I know for me, I'm a big cook. I went to culinary school with my children. Like if I, it's it's a very emotional thing when you cook for your child and they don't eat it.
1: You know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little bit It's stressful, but, <laughs> but, um, the, the, also another thing I, I, I don't cook too much at home, to be honest, I I don't cook too much at home. I cook every day in the restaurant. So when I come home, I just try to make it the easiest, you know, I don't want to get complicated. You know, it's like, I don't want to wash dishes. You know, there, there are a lot of things that The other day, I had a party here with with the teammates of the restaurant. I said, let's order pizza, plastic uh, paper uh, plates. Let's make it easy. Beers. And that's it. No. So I'm not a a, a cook at my at my house. (laughs) Too much, too much.
0: So what kind of chef are you? Um, Like if you were to describe yourself a chef, are you meticulous? Are you about, I always find it really interesting when there's a chef like you that came into it later. Like I've interviewed a lot of people like that, like for instance, Brian So of Spring and Marietta, who I just love his cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, He's an incredibly technical chef, but he was said he was drawn more first to the science and the precision and the chemistry of the cooking before it was the flavor, you know, like what kind of cook are you?
1: No, I'm 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 a really traditional cook about the flavors. I'm 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 a lot about the flavors and what we call in Mexico sazón. Like for me, that's the most important thing. You can. Can have you explain the... sazón to people? Sazón is it's something that not everybody has. It I can tell you that sazón is for me. It's the exact point of salt or ingredients that make a dish. Taste better, you know. For me, that that sazon and and for me, women have a better sazon than men. And in Mexico and in many countries, women are the most are the ones that cook at home or restaurants because they have a great sazon. And and um, I believe almost in all in all my time working in kitchens, I have more women than men in kitchens. Because I believe they have sazon, you know, and and for me it's, it's about sazon. It's about cooking with with that perfect amount of everything that it feels and it uh, tastes better. So for me, it's cooking with that, and, and and not everybody has it. I we can have the same dish, and you can, and I can give it a try to another chef or another cook, and they tell me it's perfect, and I'm like, no, it's missing more acid. It's it's missing a little bit more salt, you know, a little bit more of 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 chili. So. For me, sazon is like really important for me. It's something like I believe that for me, that's the more important, you know, you can have the best techniques. Uh, you can know how to make spheres. You can make, you know, a lot of these avant-garde cuisine, you know, that it didn't uh, took my attention too much because I felt it, it, it lacked about it's like
0: heart. It doesn't scratch something here for me, you know? It's exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so for me, it's that in and, and cooking with fire for me, it gives you 50% of a big flavor, you know, cooking a meat, a, a fish, whatever on a fire on charcoal and wood it gives you a total different uh, flavor of, of, of food. And it's something simple. No,
0: your food, like I said, like scratching the itch, like there is something, I mean, of course, I'm nostalgic for flavors I grew up with, you know, always we had tortillas and salsa on our table growing up here, even in Atlanta, because my parents, you know, are Mexican. And like when I go to your restaurant and I eat things, even just the way the nixtamal Mall is, it's like, I mean, just t- like I feel Mexico in the food, you know, even though it's very... High level because what's funny about Mexican food is like it's really just like a handful of ingredients that we keep like kind of remixing, you know? Yeah, yeah, like cilantro, tomatoes. I mean, all the like the flag, right? But there, there's a high level to your food. Can you talk about the way that you approach these classic dishes? Like even the way you do acamole, you know, with the or like the fish that you do, which really makes me feel like I'm in Baja. That like the branzino you know, having the tortillas, which I I just, there's something about it that it has so much heart, but it's still so high level. Um, How do you manage that? Because I don't think everyone does that does high level Mexican food in the States.
1: I I think first, um, obviously it's the ingredients, something that highlights the food. I've, I've been working you you were talking about the corn. I've been working for more than maybe eight, nine years before it was too trendy, you know, like now every and I'm glad to hear it and that that, that was the purpose uh, uh, of telling people we use heirloom corn. That was a purpose. Now now today, I don't brag too much about it because for me now it's like it's that way or that way. For me, it's not like, Oh, I'm making because now, and I'm glad now everybody's making. It, and I'm glad because after that, everybody was buying tortillas, even though in Mexico city, not all the restaurants, when I was doing that, everybody were buying maseca or buying uh masa made from maseca, but nowhere, no one was nictamalizing. This is 15, 17 years ago. No one was doing mm-hmm. it like really mm-hmm. rare, or you had mm-hmm. to go to to a town, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this and then coming to the United States when I moved to to Miami uh, Tamoa, that it's an amazing company that worked with heirloom Corn. I was his, his first client in the United States. Now he's all over the United States. So that for me, the, the product, knowing having the corn, having the chocolate, having chilies, having beans, that for me, it's a really important part. You know, having those true flavors and those true ingredients that are, you know, basically grown and brought to the United States that's something really important for me and then playing the role with with some local ingredients and when i when i tell people local ingredients it's not that i'm only using peach you know it can be uh, some onions from newman georgia it can be mm-hmm. you know jalapeno peppers that they're mexican but they're grown here you know having those things and having the charcoal and the sazon you can make wonderful dishes i think that's 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 what i like to do uh, I, 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 say my, my food is inspired by Mexican ingredients sure. and Georgia ingredients. That That's what, that's how I can describe my food, uh, cooked in wood and charcoal, because mm-hmm. not, not every, not everything is like cooked 100%. But if I make a salsa, I put to that, that is burned my tomatoes in the charcoal. You know if mm-hmm. i'm making an uh, a mayo and i need something i i make so i always use the charcoal and the wood even if it it's a small quantity i always use that element even in in a dessert i use the charcoal so it's something that that is really important for me so it's 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 a mix between Mexican So the fire really
0: is an ingredient for you. I
1: mean. And the, and the fire it's it's a really important ingredient so those are the things that are uh that make my kitchen what it is and that for me palo santo it's for me it's not a mexican restaurant (laughs) okay for me it's not a mexican restaurant it's inspired by mexican restaurants there are some dishes that are not really traditional by the sauce but i always give my own touch with other kind of cuisines Mm -hmm. you know i I can have a rice but i use calasparra. That it's a spanish rice i can make a risotto so i use uh carnoli rice but i use poblano you know it and yesterday I, I i made no like two or three days I made a uh placoyo with duck carnitas but I put kimchi that I made in-house so so that's that that's my type of cuisine. Well this you know, is we-
0: erwan and nobu and Barcelona. It's like all coming in to your cooking. I mean even on the top I don't know if the listeners if you haven't been to Palo Santo it's it's broken up into two levels. Um it's a total vibe. And downstairs, it's like super over the top, great service with this amazing food and cocktails. But up top, it's got more of an Asian vibe, I would say. Right to the menu. Um, yes, yeah, but
1: but but you you know what's 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 the cool thing about the, the restaurant? Plus
0: First, a banging DJ and view of Atlanta.
1: <laughs> it, it, it only has five year five five months, mm-hmm. so it's really new. So it's it's still evolving. It's okay. still changing. That's and, fair. And and it, and, and, it, and it's gonna be. For me, it's gonna be an evolving and changing restaurant all the time because I get bored really easily. I'm a person that you do. You I always want new things, so so it's gonna be always evolving. You no, know? I'm making changes upstairs. I'm making changes downstairs. I have changed not the menu because there's some some um, some dishes that are now popular.
0: Oh my god, like your cauliflower, yes, your branzino. Yeah,
1: those ones mm-hmm. are gonna stay. Mm-hmm. But there are lots that that are changing, you know, because that's the way I am. And, and every time I'll f- I feel more, I feel free, you know, I, I'm free to cook. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't need to have a rule. And that's why I don't want people to say it's like Mexican because, because then if you tell, Oh, there's a Mexican restaurant and they come and they don't see enchiladas, Ugh, they're going to be like, Oh, dip. this is not Mexican or people. You know, we, we send that like with a guacamole. Oh, that
0: breaks people. my heart. That feedback, it's not chips and
1: but people tell us like, Oh, do you have chips? And I tell mm-hmm. them this is a bigger chip, you know, it's the same thing, but it's not cut in triangles. So, so it's, 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 it's a changing, it's a changing uh, restaurant. Obviously the first menu that I launched was a little bit more, it's always thoughtful, but it was like, okay, let's just put something thoughtful that can approach a lot of people. And then I'm going to start risking more and changing more things as I see how people feel at the restaurant you know how how people understand my food and, and people have been really understanding my food and that gives me like more more how can i say more security of okay let's keep playing you know let's keep changing flavor let's make things like i was making yesterday uh uh, uh you were talking about the cauliflower with white chocolate you know start you know playing with these Things that you don't see that often, you no? Know? And that's that's what I believe it's, it's food, it's creativity. You no, know? it's something important. You're
0: listening to The Food That Binds with Jennifer Zeman. This is my interview with Chef Santiago Gomez of Palo Santo in Atlanta and if you're doing seasonality you know like if you are going and getting collards or if they have great chilies right now or like right now i get i'm able to now grow tomatillos in my backyard in georgia and i'm getting the seedlings from local farmers there's a lot of diversity in the produce you know um then it makes sense if you're evolving the seasonality it, is there seasonality in mexico
1: it's almost year round. You 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 can see I never thought about it, but it's this, you this, know. no this, this is the first time as a cook that I really find those seasonalities, not only in the kitchen, in in the weather, no? Right. So right. It's, so it's it's the first time and it's really, really interesting because then you can work with seasonality, you know. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, as you said, you can find flor de calabas all the year, you know. All yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's gonna be a little bit better sometimes, but you'll find it all the year and, right. and almost everything. And Miami the same, you know. Yeah, all the same products all the year. So having this here is something really, really, really important. So it's that that's something really cool. Another thing that we were talking about the food, and we talk about the ingredients, the food, but the most important thing is 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 the people, the team, the team that that we have built is something that I I've never felt so proud about the team that we've built uh because first it's it's a whole team here's the first time there's no oh the bar oh the dishwasher or uh the back of the house here it's one team the same mind the same vibe the same good uh feelings of the people like it's it's amazing you know how everybody gets along you know, Carlos, that is washer with the bartender, with me, with the hostess. You know, th- there's a really good vibe, and that vibe you can feel it in the restaurant. For you me, totally can. The, the other day, someone was asking me like about the restaurant, like, and it, and I tell them it has a vibe. For me, Palo Santo, and I go every single day to that restaurant, mm-hmm. and I feel a vibe, and it's a vibe. That is not only the chandeliers that are there. It's it's the people. No, it's the hospitality, as you were talking, and and we talk all the all days about hospitality. Like it's something that's really really in our mind. Like to be and you feel the hospitality with all the team. You know, yesterday I cut my finger, Oy. and everybody and everybody, you know, we're like, what do you need, chef? Oh, put coffee, put this, put that. Coffee. No, and but a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. take care, and and it's the same, like we all take care of each other and and that you're gonna feel it in the service you're gonna feel feel
0: that because it's really hard right now to be a server in a restaurant i mean it always has been but right now you know like they get really mistreated but i feel when i'm in your establishments that the people that are serving me like enjoy their job so they must have like high pleasure (laughs) you know like work satisfaction satisfaction um but but one thing I did want to talk to you about, um, which just how it's always nagged me. I used to be a restaurant critic for a long time for Atlanta magazine. Um, and obviously with the pandemic, things changed, you know, and, and ripping people's creativity apart got energetically bad. (laughs) Now I'm doing something different, but, um, but you know, when I started seeing Mexican restaurants, and I know you're you're more than that, but just you know, dishes that people associate with Mexico being, you know, in more elegant restaurants in Atlanta. And we have a lot of you know, high-end Mexican, Latin American inspired restaurants in Atlanta today, especially in the past year that a lot have opened. Um, there's always been this sentiment where people don't feel, that they want to spend a lot of money for carnitas. They don't want to spend a lot and and they don't want to spend a lot for the guacamole with the tell you that they, they feel like that should be cheap food because that's the way that they were first exposed to the cuisine, right? And for me, it's always been very bothersome. Um, because like like if you're like a chef like yourself and it's about the ingredients and the people, um, you know, it's worth the cost. How do you feel about that?
1: I have always felt about it. Mm -hmm. I have always felt like, how can I explain you, like unvalorized Mexican ingredients and Mexican food, Mm -hmm. Uh, working in Japanese restaurants, high-end Japanese restaurants. Uh, I knew they they flew fresh free from Japan, like one day to another. They just cut it and put it on nigiri. It's great, and they can charge you for a nigiri. Twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I understand why, because bringing that fish from the water, you know, to your table, it has a cost. It's the same with Mexican food for me, and for me, it's like more. You know, just talking about the corn. Uh, the corn comes from a family, different regions of Mexico, from different families. How how they clean and how they clean the 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 the, 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 the crops. They do it manually. They don't put it in a machine. They do it manually. It's like like crazy. It's it's, it's an um, a lot of amount of time and lot. totally artisan. Totally, totally, totally. Then bringing it to the United States, it has a cost. It just they just sent me an email. Uh, they raise prices eight percent just for this year. Then that corn comes to my restaurant. You know, I have to play. I have to pay the corn. I have to pay the the shipping. Then I need someone to cook it. The other day, wash it, grind it, that it takes time, put it in their hands, or press it to make a tortilla. O sea, there's tons of work just to make one tlayuda. Mm -hmm. We make 50 tlayudas per day. Only, I'm just talking about tlayudas. We make 100 tostadas per day. We make 50 tlacoyos per day. You know, there's a lot of work just on the masa. That's only the masa, plus all the ingredients that come after the masa. It can be the carnitas. it can be mm-hmm. whatever the guacamole. So there's a lot of there's a lot of work involved just to make one tlayuda. So I, it feels like. And then you say it's expensive. For me, it's not expensive. You know, you're we're, we're paying the value. We're paying the work. We're paying honest people that that are you know uh taking care of 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 all these ingredients so people have to value more the ingredients and don't relate the price because if mexican no, you're gonna pay it on a on a Japanese restaurant, but why you can't pay a, a certain amount of money in a Mexican restaurant. I, I think that has to change. And people are, are changing the perspective about Mexican I think food. it's
0: slowly changing, but it's just frustrating as somebody, you know, who puts... I can taste very di- a very big flavor difference in a, you know, a store-bought thing from like El Milagro and something I'm going to get at your restaurant. You know, I just can And like for me... Like, I grew up with a father who was, like, always looking for tortillas hecho a mano. Like, in the, the best salsita, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it was, like, salsita bien picosa. I mean, like, that was, like, all he had wanted, you know? And I put a lot of value in those ingredients. You know, the fact that you're charring the tomatoes in the fire, I can taste that. You know, you're oh, not just using a that Publix only... conventional tomato like some of these other guys, you know?
1: And, and we take those, those tomatoes, and we make the salsa molcajeteada, and we make it on a molcajete. That's on a hand, on a stone. We make mm-hmm. it every single day fresh, mm-hmm. you know. So every everything that we do that we do has a lot of mm-hmm. work behind it. Not only the ingredients that we source; it's 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 the labor of the people that are making it. So yeah. people have to understand more more the value of of Mexican food.
0: I mean, it's it's art for me. And if anybody were to go to Mexico City today, I mean, this is the caliber that, you know, people are doing there. You know, I mean, mm. there are, you know, 30 top restaurants happening, you know, like tasting menus where you sit around and it's like this. And, you know, it's even more expensive, like four hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, it's like Mexico's Mexican cuisine is just not, I think, what Americans or most Americans think it is. But um, speaking of your personal approach to food how is your restaurant evolving today and what can people expect from palo santo um you know in the next you know half of your life i guess because you had five months you said yeah so you know you're not even really you're a baby you're a baby restaurant
1: yeah i'm telling you it's still you know it's still it's changing it's Mm -hmm. still growing there a lot of things that we need to adjust and we're adjusting day by day you know it's, it's 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 new and for me it's a new city. Different customers, it, it's 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 starting from scratch. So it's it's gonna it's gonna keep evolving. You know, every day we're evolving. Every day, every day we try to get better. Every day we we think about more details. How can we get better? You know, but I believe the the heart, the the philosophy, the family is there. So for me, that's the more important. You know, like the the heart, the people. It's there. So now it's just evolve. I I believe in, in evolution in everything. In everything that we do, we can always be better. I, I always say there's always room for improvement. So that makes makes us every day, you know, get better or bring a new tequila, bring a new mezcal, uh, make a new dish, find a new another ingredient. So it's 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 evolving, it's always uh it's it's always gonna be evolving. It's so all gonna. I think it's always gonna get better. I believe mm-hmm. that that's where I. I think we can always get better. So, I think. Uh, I think we've made an amazing work, but I think we can. We, we we're just getting started. So I think we, we can do much much better things.
0: Um, and, and how is the upstairs changing? You said there are some tweaks happening. I'm just curious.
1: Uh, well, the the first thing is now we we got the permit to put the canopy, so that's gonna be amazing because being having an outdoor, it's it's you know yesterday was freezing, so we couldn't have people outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the weather it's it's a really important role, but also having having uh, the canopy, it's gonna be not more a restaurant, but it's gonna be more seated. So that can lead us to change the menu a little bit more and make, you know, now the weather's changing. So now I'm gonna go more into the aguachiles, you know, more fresh Mm -hmm. things, a salad. So it's it's gonna be changing, you know? So
0: if if someone's gonna come to your restaurant um what can they expect like what if they are going for a more chill restaurant vibe they should go downstairs but if they want more of like a you know happening like outdoor party would you say upstairs
1: yes d- downstairs you know we want people to understand it as a restaurant like 100% a restaurant uh even though oh there's the music a you high because that's that's the kind of you know I, I don't like boring restaurants I don't want to go to a restaurant I, I like the vibe no we like mm-hmm. the vibe we like hype of people you know for me the 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 restaurant downstairs has its unique vibe but it's a restaurant and the focus is the food and the drinks that's really important and upstairs it's also the same but it's more a party scene you know it's it's some most a cocktail uh dj live where you know i'm not a party people but i i i, I never go to a nightclub i would mm-hmm. i would go to a place like palo santo mm-hmm. to have a drink where i can talk with someone but hear music or have a bite. So upstairs is more like a lounge. I can say it's more yeah, like a lounge. lounge. That's a good one. More like yeah. a lounge. Mm-hmm. And, and, I think, and I think Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, also needed that kind of lounge vibe, you know, because as I'm telling you, I don't like to go to a club and wait 20 minutes on the line. You no. get to a club and then you can't hear anything, you know, it's like, it's but if you
0: want to feel like kind of like you went out and you did something a little more than a restaurant a lounge is great you know I'm tired so you you have seven, I have two children I'm tired you, you have a
1: beautiful you have a beautiful view of the city mm-hmm. you get a drink you hear a good DJ we change DJs every day uh we're bringing DJs from LA Mexico New York so you know it's 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 a cool vibe and it, and, and and music it's it's really important also for us so we mm-hmm. want to have really good DJs in 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 the rooftop so
0: and it's a great area to choose the west side, you know, over near King Plough. It's all I used to live down in Castleberry Hill. I have a soft spot in my heart for that area, and I love how much it's growing. It just continues to grow. It's a really smart choice to, yes, to get when there, we got,
1: there. When we got that space mm-hmm. two years ago, I was a little bit scared because mm-hmm. there was nothing. Now mm-hmm. we have the west side papers Justin in front. On the back of the west side papers, they're making a huge development. On the gold farms, they're going to start construction. So it's it's changing
0: there's times there's really times. really
1: fast so we're really glad we got that spot i i believe the west side has a really cool vibe uh being inside king plow having our great neighbors of meats canes on the side turn burner the other side you no know, it, it's, it's a really cool neighborhood i i believe it's it's a perfect place for palo santo you know going mm-hmm. to palo santo you know just parking and going a place that you don't know where you're parking. You go the little stairs, just see a little more sign. You open the door, you know, you go inside and it really surprises you because you don't see anything from the outside. Mm-hmm. So that's a surprise going inside the restaurant, uh, finding I, for me, it's a beautiful restaurant. It's not because it's mine, it's but it's, do it. No, no, no. no. Oh, it's uh, my partner, my partner did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a designer, but he has an, he has an amazing taste. Uh, it's great. It's great, and this is curious, when when we were constructing, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously nobody liked us in the neighborhood because you know what a construction... Yeah, construction sucks regardless. Because if I show you the spaces of that, that was a warehouse, an open warehouse, so we Mm -hmm. had to build everything. So we used to cross with Smith Haynes, and we knew who who he was, like Mm -hmm. the most recognized um, designer, but he didn't... We thought he didn't like us. He was like something like, you know, because we parked in his space, because yeah, we yeah. didn't have parking, because we were constructing. Mm-hmm. And then when we opened, uh, we met him finally. And now we're friends, like really good friends. He's an amazing uh, customer. He brings designers to the restaurant. His partner,
0: Alisa is like, if you've never been to her store in Buckhead, it is like, I mean... No, they're-
1: they're yeah, top of top of the line. I so, love her. I love her. Yeah. So having someone like Smith Haynes mm-hmm. recognizing our work in 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 the design thing is like, you know, I tell my partner, feel proud. No, the most <laughs> total validation. The best. The best. The best. Uh, or one. Of, or one of the best designers. No comes brings people from new york to show our space you know so it's it's cool you know it's it's been it's been amazing how we have built a community It's also something that i'm really really happy palo santo has brought so 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 many nice people to our lives and to my life like really really nice people like the connection that i felt with a lot of customers that write me or chefs from del bar like uh, forest is now a really really good friend of mine uh, Chef Pat, a lot of people that you know have been really, really nice with us. That that's something for me. All, ha- having a successful restaurant is important, but for me, success is is more about what people think. For me, it's success, and and it's something that you know all all these lists, all those uh, things that happen that the best is, the best that, you know. But there's a lot of things that that for me make me more happy, like. You know, first building a community inside the restaurant for me is amazing, changing the life of people, you know, you know, immigrants pay have a big role in our kitchens and in our lives and in our industry. And having having the it it breaks me, you know, like in, in five in five months, changing the life of some people that came to this to this country with nothing, nothing, it's nothing, nothing, nothing. No, only the the, the clothes that they have, sorry.
0: No, it's emotional because the they're so they have, desperate. They're so desperate to make and, a good life now, for themselves. Yeah. And you
1: know, living in an apartment with 20 people, and now after five months put them in an apartment where, where girls can have their own room,
0: It's everything. You're changing people's lives. Yeah. You no.
1: Know, yeah. That's that's for me. The best thing. It's not about the food. It's not about the prices. Like changing people's lives. It's for me the, the most the most fulfilling about everything about everything. No, I. Now people don't look at this, and I don't expect people to look at this. Is something that we do by heart. That we do it, and I don't talk too much often about this. But changing people's life, it, it's something really really special and and that for me it's 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 success of so, so having changes people live you know people that now are studying english you no know, because now they're here and helping them study in english no you know that and having this amazing cool staff that it's young people who didn't work in restaurants M- most of the people that that are in our dining room have never worked worked in a restaurant
0: that's very interesting
1: although i can tell you 60 because they seem so
0: well trained
1: I mean, they're so well trained. Sixty percent of, or seventy percent of the pitch of the kitchen in my staff have never worked in a restaurant. Wow! Never, never, wow. never, 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 never.
0: Mexicanos,
1: never. <laughs> Mexicanos, Guatemala, you know, all these hard people. Latinos. That come for a better life, you know, they come for a better life to, to bring. You no know, people really young that they should be starting right now, and they're working, you know, and 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 that. So it's amazing all, all the community that we make and, and the response and also the customers that i have met like amazing people like you other people like really care about the restaurant who really feel the vibe it, it, it's amazing i can tell you these five months have been really really an amazing five uh months thankful for the people in atlanta uh the people in atlanta tell me it's not that i know it they come and tell me thank you we needed this in Atlanta." we're so happy
0: I, to have you here i mean seriously yeah, and i think I, you'll see atlanta is like a very special restaurant town and it, it's like a family you know like the restaurants take care of each other you'll see it the more you're getting into it it's a very special place and we're you know, really I, happy to have you here we really are
1: yes we're, yeah. we're, we're we're really happy like you know the the receiving that that atlanta has gave us it has been amazing that i feel more than thankful for everything and uh i don't know we're just thankful about about everything about the team about the customers everybody like everybody that made the team even 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 look even the 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 valet parking it's a friend of ours that wanted to make a valet parking company i
0: love that that's amazing Really, really. Everyone and gets a shot. You,
1: it, I love it. It. It, brought, it brought issues at the beginning because mm-hmm. they're not the famous ballet parking. You know, we had right. a lot of complaints, more complaints <laughs> about the ballet th- than the food, you know? <laughs> but we believe that now they're getting better, better and better and they're growing. So it's, it's, it's been a growing journey of five months for everybody and believing in people, in young people that have dreams, like these people who wanted to open a ballet company. I've always wanted to open a ballet company, but I've never... <laughs> You know, it's a good the business. For- I mean, hey. So, yeah. Being from that, you know, like the servers who never were servers, the, the cooks who never been cooks, you know, bringing from something to zero to where we are right now, it's a big achievement. It, it's, it, 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 it's a really big achievement what we've done. Uh, we're just getting started. I think we're going to get much, much better. We're always trying to improve everywhere like we try to be as you were talking at the beginning of the conversation in every detail from the purse to to being nice you know to the palo santo we burn every day before people come inside the restaurant to have a nice vibe to the music we're always trying to change our playlist you know mm-hmm. trying to always to be evolving different things bringing new dishes bringing new cocktails it's 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 just getting started. and the community with all the restaurants chefs that go to the restaurant, bring us customers like, oh, Freddie from Atlas has been in the restaurant five times, bring us amazing customers, you know, uh, every everybody has been supportive. I don't. I, I, I'm missing a lot of a lot of names. It's okay. You don't need to say everyone. And a but, lot of people have been really nice.
0: What can I mean? If you this is your place, because I mean, the reason I do this is I'm trying to help restaurants as much. It started during COVID, just trying to help people. Um, is, is there anything you want to let customers know about stuff going on? Any cool events? Anything coming uh, yes, up? Yes,
1: yes, yes. You know, uh, as, as we were talking, we're always evolving. So now, starting this Wednesday we're going to have every every 2 months we're going to have every wednesday uh uh 20 seats for upstairs i don't want to call it an omakase i don't want to tell it a tasting but it, it, it's different for instance the one we're going to have next next wednesday is going to be cocktails and and bites but it, it's it's but the other one that we made a couple of weeks ago was wine with bites so the idea here it's a place where we can do whatever in we small manage.
0: format with drinks, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
1: right. it's a really yeah. more format where we get crazy when when we have fun, like a little place to try things and we like them or people like them. We can put them downstairs. Mm. So we we're, it's it's like an experience. Yeah, it's your thing. test kitchen. <laughs> exactly, that, that's the right word. Text, I love it. Test kitchen, so that's really cool. Yeah, we're gonna have that. Uh we also wanna have a really special dinner, March twenty two. Uh, my compadre and really good friend and one of the most amazing chefs I have met and I have worked with and tried the best food. It's Carlos Garcia. He's a really recognized chef worldwide. Uh, Fifty best, as I don't know how many times uh, he's coming. We're gonna have a special dinner, a special menu. Um, what is his restaurant? Now now he's he's working in LeQ in in Miami, a Spanish mm-hmm. restaurant, a really, really amazing restaurant. Uh so he's gonna be here cooking. And uh that's that's for
0: and do people for- buy tickets for that ahead of time? How do they get yeah, sense? so we
1: we have the experience in open table? People people can buy the experience for the rooftop for the uh the tastings and for the dinner. It's 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 an, an open table.
0: Great. And, um, and if people want to find you, they can find Palo Santo and, um, and you on Instagram. Palo
1: right? Santo or Chef Santiago on Instagram. Uh, I don't post too much as I used to post. Now I'm getting a little bit back. I really got tired about, you know, it's I, a lot. You know there, was, there was, there was a time I was obsessed with followers, likes, I need to post three times a day. Now I post more about my family because they a lot of people I, I have been connecting with a lot of people that tell me about my daughter, you know. So I post about my daughter more than than food, but <laughs> they can tell me in, in my <laughs> Instagram. Now I'm posting more about food, but you know So well, that's uh, a
0: good segue for my final question. And I always ask people, um I like to ask people I used to be like, what was your like death row meal or desert desert island deal that sounds very sad um but, so what if you're going to cook something for yourself or for your family that's comfort it doesn't have to be fancy like what are you making like if you had a shitty day and you need to eat something that's going to make you feel better
1: um I would make a pasta, something simple, like something really, really simple. I, I love pasta. My daughter also likes pasta and it's something really simple. You know, sometimes when you, when you want to, you know, you have a, a long day or whatever, the the last thing you want to do is like prep a lot of things, you know, like, uh, you know, and get dirty and turn on the oven. So pasta is something really simple. You know, you put water to boil, you just put the pasta, make a real, butter sauce or a tomato sauce something really simple good cheese parmesano and you don't need anything else you know nice wine and you know and then and, and that for me that that's that's the best food you know the simple food flavor food and that's that's the the food that i like to cook and that's that's the food that i like to eat you know and a big and and a good portion of of pasta <laughs>
0: Well, I really appreciate your time. I know it's Saturday and I'm sure you have a lot going on, but um, I really enjoyed speaking with you and I really urge people to go to Palo Santo because it's a great restaurant and one of my favorite to open in the past year.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you for supporting the restaurant. You know, every people that goes to the restaurant help us, you know, we, we, we're we a business. We can, all, all these things that we talk about at the end, it's also a business, you know, mm-hmm. and we can't forget that it's a business that has to... It's has to have good numbers so we can be doing this for a lot of years. So thanks to all the people that come to the restaurants, what I tell people, if you have a good experience recommend it. if you don't have such a good experience, don't talk as bad. You know, you can, you can really, dis- no, really we, we, we're humans. We, we can't forget we're humans. You know, sometimes things happen. I can overcook a meat, you know, there are a lot of things. Maybe we can overlap. Uh, reservation you have to wait more time or maybe the people that was sitting are taking more time than we expect so things happen in a restaurant we're human so if you have a bad you know a bad uh, a bad experience give it a try you know come back again
0: mm-hmm.
1: but don't you know don't rip you know when i go to a bad restaurant i, I just don't talk about it you know i, I don't like yeah. it because maybe for me it was bad for maybe, and it happens, and it happens mm-hmm. to you, and it happens to me. We mm-hmm. can be in, in, in the next to a table eating the same dish, and I can be like. Mm. Or even
0: at the same table with my friends. I'll leave loving something, and they were like, my dish wasn't very good, and, and that's just how it is. It's so, it's so yeah. subjective.
1: So, you know, don't talk bad, you know, just. These are people's leave, livelihoods. Leave people's criteria. Maybe they will like it. Maybe they will have a different experience mm-hmm. because it can really harm a business, you know, you know, when and, and and our business is really fragile. So if you don't like it, give it another opportunity, but don't 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 rip it up, you know. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. Or say something. Yeah, yeah like exactly. also a lot, a lot of people leave and they don't say anything and then they go and they write a negative review online. Exactly. And
1: that, and that, that frustrates me. That's like, something really frustrating because one yeah. thing that we ask every and it's like single, it's we go and the manager tries to touch. Every single mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. just to be aware that everything mm-hmm. was okay. And if you don't tell us as a customer, I'll go to sleep thinking, oh, we had a great shift. You know, so tell it to us before you go and yeah, and yeah. say oh, it was bad. You know, and if it's good, tell it. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's the best thing. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the best marketing. I believe cool. that's the mm-hmm. best marketing, better than Instagram or whatever. Telling your friends that you had a good experience or bringing your friends back. It brings more friends, more friends, and that's what makes a restaurant successful.
0: Thank you so much, Santiago. Well, that's this week's episode. Thanks to Chef Santiago for joining me. And please get out to his restaurant, Palo Santo, because it really is one of my favorites to open in the past year. Next week, I'll be joined by Megan Splon. She's a recipe developer, a culinary producer, and one half of an amazing podcast called didn't i just feed you if you want to keep up with me you can find me as jennifer zeman or the food that binds on instagram and twitter again we'll be back next sunday with megan Splon. and this has been the food that binds with jennifer zeman thanks for listening